Hello footies and thank you for joining us once again for Foot in Review, where we've been bringing you leading analysis and opinion on all things FIFA and EAFC since 2019. Today's show is proudly brought to you by footcoaching.com, your number one place for you to get better at FC24. Also, if you want to help support this show directly, please consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash foot in review. You get a range of benefits, including exclusive merchandise, coaching discounts, and much, much more, including ad-free access to the show, which means you won't be hearing this very advertisement. However, we realize that times are tough. So simply leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to us will be greatly appreciated as it helps the show grow. We'd also like to thank our Skybox holder, Peter, for his exceptional support. Now, let's get to today's show. Hello, footies. Welcome along to your latest dose of EAFC Ultimate Team Podcasting Goodness. We are Foot in Review, powered by footcoaching.com. My name is Dan Wimbush. I am joined by John A.K. Talking Foot, and we have got lots to get over as we record this on Tuesday, the 6th of February, pre-content time. Loads to get into. We're going to close the book finally on Team of the Year with some of our thoughts. But more importantly, we're going to look to the future. We're going to look at how everybody can kind of reset move on whether they've had a great or a not so great team of the year period and of course lots of news to get into including a new patch we've got new content to dig into your questions in the mailbag and so so much more so john let's get into it my friend how are you i'm excellent thanks very much dan and thanks for having me on and yeah loads to discuss today how are you yeah i'm not so bad thank you it's weird i mean i recorded two podcasts in the space of about 12 hours last week and it seemed like the, the world was crumbling at that time you know we had the frustrations around not packing team of the years and then we had messy gate and it's actually yeah. quite nice to have stepped away from the microphone for a few days because now i can kind of chill a little bit and had a bit of time to reflect uh, i thought the guys did a fantastic job over the weekend sort of running through the the key nuts and bolts of team of the year and where it went right and where it went wrong and i don't want to rehash all that again you john but i mean how did you find the whole experience of team of the year um for me personally i would say it was a win but that's because i've now got three team of the year players in my club um so from that point of view it's a win but trust me i, I get the frustrations of facing nothing but good players facing um, great teams looking at a coin balance grinding and grinding and grinding which i'm not a menu player discarding so many players because I just can't be bothered recycling anymore. It does take its toll on you mentally, but glad we're out of that phase. Yeah, using my analogy from last week's show, you were in that nice winter wonderland log cabin with yes. a nice hot chocolate feet up and, all, you know, whilst you're watching I people queuing outside. I did pay oh, for the, 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 the entrance fee. Yeah, well, fair enough. And look, as as John was saying, other John was saying on the show, look, he's happy for those people that got team of the year. And I'm in exactly the same boat. I wish everybody had got it. And I'm, you know, as we said, myself and Shaq, our hope was that most people really enjoyed team of the year. But it was a very frustrating period for others. I mean, I, in the end, didn't pack any team of the years other than the giant asterisks. Of course, I mentioned in the emergency show, I did get the messy. So I came out of team of the year with a real mixed bag of emotions that, I didn't feel like I'd earned it. It was the first team of the year that I hadn't actually walked away with the team of the year through my own sort of grinding. Uh, and I I hammered every SBC. I hammered every objective. I even bought a couple of store packs, not with, with points. I used coins. Just came out empty. But, you know, it is what it is. I've been very lucky in previous years. I And I have walked away with one of the best attackers in the game, rightly or wrongly. Messi gate is over. It's in my club. Um, I think the thing on 
just to close the book on Messygate as well, John, is that I don't know what your experience has been, but I think I've faced a guy about two or three times in 40 games. It is really not as widespread as I thought it was going to be. Um, sorry, um, I have also got Messi from the Messygate, and I would put a caveat that John talked about before. In the right hands, Messi is brilliant. In my hands, not so much. So, again, when you see a Messi, do not panic thinking he will destroy you. It depends on the person behind the controller. So on that point, um, but facing him, I've not done weekend league, but I have done lots of rivals. I've faced him half a dozen times. So yeah, it's, there's not as many as people maybe think there is. Yeah, and I'm exactly the same as you. I mean, I've used him. Uh, he's my cam in a four-two-three-one. I think he's a very good player, and he scores some absolutely fantastic goals. But look, I, I got twelve wins again. I got. 12 wins, I think, the week before or 13 wins the week before. It, he's not a complete cheat code in my hands because I, I don't know a lot of five-star skill moves. Um, and he still gets bullied by Virgil van Dijk. So <laughs> he still, yeah. still faces the same problems as when I had gold um, Pateus in that position before I'm, it. I'm, so. I'm still in the same rivals league I was before team of the season, yeah. team of the year, yeah. and I'm still in the same one. So even with my three blues, yeah, take it or leave it. Yeah, so it's good. And look, we are putting the, you know, closing the book now on Team of the Year and we'll kind of get into where our teams go from here and some of the strategies and things we're going to be looking forward to in the second half of this game cycle. But John, we're going to start with some of the big news today in the EA released a title update notes, which is slightly surprising because it wasn't that long since title update number eight came out. But the big news in this one seems to be a nerf to outside the foot shots and Traveller shots. Now, these have been used as a, a big way for people to score goals from outside the box. Love them or loathe them. They've been growing in popularity over the last few weeks, especially since the finesse shots were nerfed uh, a month or something, you know, about six weeks ago, maybe even longer yeah. ago now. Time, time flies. But I'll read out the patch notes on this and what they've said. They've said they're reducing the effectiveness of outside foot shots to players with or without the Traveller playstyle and playstyle plus. They've also said they're moderately reducing outside the foot shot accuracy and they've reduced the maximum potential amount of top spin the ball can have from an outside the foot shot. So your initial reaction when you saw this nerf incoming to Travellers? Glad. I, I Honestly, glad. Um, I'm not the greatest player. But you can clearly see when I'm playing in my rivals or champs games, the amount of people that are trying or lining up for an outside Traveller shot is massive. I know at the start of the game, it was all about Finesse Plus. It's now moved to Traveller Plus. <clears throat> there needs to be a balance where you don't have one thing that is the go-to. Your game should yeah. be a mix. Um, so, yeah, I'm personally, I'm quite delighted. Yeah, and I was never massively effective with the Travella shots. I have had a couple of players with that Travella play style. Plus, uh, I evolved Frank Kirby. She had it. My evolved Gareth McCleary had it as well. And I, I personally struggled. I think it was one of those skills, a bit like the finesse shot, where if you knew that specific angle and that specific area of the pitch, you could be lethal with it. And I did face players that were, I don't want to say abusing it, because it, it did take skill. I thought it took a, a bit more skill than the finesse shots because I was conceding so many more finesse shots than I was Travellers, because, again, you do have to get into kind of a, a more in closer in range, it seemed, to score those um, Traveller plus shots. So, look, I, I think it did need a little bit of a tweak. I did think it was overpowered, because, yeah, when people did get into those positions, it was almost a guaranteed goal. Yeah. And, and it was an unrealistic guaranteed goal as well, because there was a Traveller scored in real life not so long ago, and I struggle to think who it was now, but one popped up 
and people were posting highlight reels. And you realize how rare a Traveller goal actually is in real life football. And I know we're still playing a video game and everything, but it was a little bit takes you out of the football moment when you're seeing someone score from 35 yards and your goalkeeper just seemingly stood there like a lump of pudding. <clears throat> and on a caveat on that, it's like I was watching Gorilla stream a couple of nights ago and he was doing a challenge. It was a pure silver team and champs. So goalie, no no evos, just brilliant. And <clears throat> I know he lost an early game and he was 9-1 at one stage, but just about, just about every goal with a silver player outside for the screen time Travella. And that's brilliant because the guy is... Um, the skills to do that. He's got the skills to do that. But it just, like you said, so from a, a gameplay perspective, here's a low-rated player, 35 yards, boom, boom, boom. It's not realistic. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't mind that tweak. Now, the other tweak they've made, and this will probably make a lot of people happy, but I'm a bit cautious on this one. Uh, they've said they've improved AI teammate positioning and marking decisions making in cutback scenarios. Now, I suppose the initial reaction to this one is going to be, yay, they're going to cut back on cutbacks. Hooray. But if you couple this with reducing Traveller shots and the inherent drop back nature and the way that the AI coding behind the next gen consoles pushes people back. John, I'm a little bit worried here that they're going a bit too far to stop people scoring goals. I don't really want to go to a game scenario where, you know, it's everyone's just parking the bus and games are just ending 1-0, 2-0, 2-1. Um, yeah, that's the thought as well. And we talked about it with um, Finesse Plus being, or Finesse being nerfed as well. <clears throat> so you're now looking at potentially, excuse me, three nerfs there in order, you know, um, Finesse, Travella and Cutback. So where do the goals come from? Now, you, you have to create... Ideally, you want to create a better passing and moving style, maybe some skill moves. Um, not everybody can do that very well. And I'm, I'm not quite sure where the next move is um, from that point of view, Dan. Um, I would like to think part of that problem is direct passing maybe needs to be changed because that pushes people back. So the drop back isn't necessarily because people play on 25 depth. It's because people play over 45 depth and then direct passing, which pushes people's defence back. So I think that's what needs changed more than the cutbacks. Yeah, and this is the this is the worrying thing for me is that there appears to be no real defensive nerf to go along with this. Um, a couple of other issues they've they've mentioned is they've updated uh, player selection logic when using secondary contain, which again seems fairly good on paper. Uh, adjust the other following issues: improved referee foul calling logic inside the box following a clearance attempt. That's pretty good. Sometimes the attacking player could have unintentionally stumbled over a slide tackling defender's arms while attempting to avoid them. I think that's happened to most of us. Uh, and in some situations, the goalkeeper could have incorrectly picked up the ball after it was passed by a teammate's foot. I did see that once or twice where I thought, I swear that was a back pass. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. So, I mean, all of those seem very good. But yeah, there's, there's no real <sighs> detail on any kind of defensive nerf. So they've no, taken, no. like you said, two or two. And when you add the finesses, they've taken away three main you know, the three main ways in our armory to score goals. I was going to say, I think it's possibly because the attackers have gone forward at such pace. Mbappe gold all the way to play the team of the year. Um, Messi and potentially Messi gate. And all those players, Smith, you've got great attacking midfielders, you know, De Bruyne, Patelis. The list goes on. It's all attacking. Yeah, fullbacks. People are using on the overlap, great passing, great crossing, whip crossing. But if you look at the centre-back side of things, that hasn't really moved forward. Outside of 
team of the year, but I um obviously the key one would be Virgil van Dyke. Where are your great centre backs? We're still using eighty eight Blanc, we're still using eighty nine goal Virgil van Dyke. They have they haven't really moved in the same way the midfielders, wingers and attackers have moved. So I wonder if it's just to try and manage that power curve. Yeah, but my my argument will be, and again, I will admit to my own skill level, I'm an 11-14 win player. I'm currently in Div 3 in Rivals. I, I still find Gold, Virgil van Dijk and Laurent Blanc space cast to be very, very good defenders, especially van Dijk, whose reach is still ridiculous, his strength is still ridiculous. And that is whilst using, uh, you know, Thunderstruck Eusebio, Team of the Year Messi um, and uh, Player of the Month Mbappe. You know, th- those defenders still make tackles. I don't feel my attackers waltz through them or, and I don't feel even no. though I've got players, players now like Xavi and Messi with exceptional passing skills. It's not like the balls are just going through them easily. Maybe it's a problem at, at the very top end or possibly even the very low end. And I'm not discrediting anybody that, that, that thinks a different way to myself, but yeah, I mean the proof, I say this on so many shows, the proof is going to be in the pudding here. And I'm very curious to see what games look like after these changes come in. Yeah. Hopefully these attacking tweaks are small and not massive so the game doesn't get I don't know thrown out the cover yeah so we will see anyway those patch notes came out this morning we're recording this uh, just after lunchtime on Tuesday so as far as we know the patch isn't actually rolled out yet but I'm sure the guys on Friday night show will be discussing that in depth hopefully they'll have had some time uh, and I'm sure John in particular uh, head of foot coaching John will, will be delving into that and some of his thoughts and you know it's a great reason though to join the Patreon because we've got people like Artyom working non-stop and I'm sure he will be beavering away as soon as the patch is announced to find formations to to get players into better positions to score if cutbacks are inherently nerfed if they're not and again patreon.com forward slash foot in review if you want to support this show of course one of the benefits we've handed out to everybody now the discord is open for business we've had so many new members join it's been great to see some old faces new faces new voices in the chat it's been fantastic but if you do join that patreon even if you just consider it a, a tip jar for the for the, you know, for the work we do here we very much appreciate it but it's not just a tip jar you do get fantastic benefits from it including access to that meetup in crete and much much more so i won't won't do any more plugging than that. That will come up in the mid-break. But, John, let's move on from patch notes to content. Not been a huge deal since Friday. I think the two players that people are really considering at the moment, two attacking players, uh, two Argentinian attacking players, Lazaro Martinez of Inter Milan has got a road to the final card. And Carlos Tevez's UCL Heroes card got uh, um, revealed say revealed it's already been out we got pushed as an SBC as well just uh, the simple question here is if you had choice of doing one of the two which one would you be doing uh, Tevez because it's Tevez he's just for me more iconic being in the UK um, yeah why, why wouldn't you yeah welcome but, but, are you, you going to put up a big billboard for him welcome to talking for FC no no because because I have Messi that's my Argentinian star I'm loving Bobby Charlton now. I'm using gold killing Mbappe. I've got Doug Leash on the bench. Sorry, guys. Yeah, this is, again, I, I think there will be lots of City and United fans, maybe even West Ham fans and Argentina fans that will be loving to see this. I mean, he is a good card. I had his uh, base hero on the second account, uh, which I haven't played with for a good few weeks now, but I find it to be very, very good. Very, very wriggly. Had a nice balance of power 
um, and skill. He's got that technical plus play style as well, which is a big plus to it as well. Very good shooting as well. But I mean, for one point, what is he? 1.2 million coins at the moment, albeit fodder being inflated. I, I, I just, I would still rather go out and start grinding my way towards Eusebio than this card. Yeah, yeah. And on that, I have to take it. I was asked a question on one of the last pods I was on, best or Eusebio? And I said best. Uh, I think I may be having to eat humble pie and say Eusebio. So, yeah, I would do the same. I'd put my coins into Eusebio or my fodder into Eusebio over Tevez. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're a big skiller, I mean, the advantage that Tevez have, has over Eusebio is that five-star skill moves, whereas Eusebio has the five-star weak foot. So he has that 5-4 versus 4-5. So definitely depends on, on where you land in that regard. Some people like my, you know, I, I'm not a skiller, so I need that five-star weak foot more as a pure striker. But Tevez would certainly be better. In a, you, you can use this Tevez card in a more variety of roles. You could use him out wide um, as a wide cam or even just as a normal cam as well. He's oh, yeah. got the stats. He, he's a great card. He's absolutely a great card. And if you were to pack him, you know, you would be absolutely delighted. But I don't know if I put one point. One 1.2 million into Yeah, 93 aggression and 95 stamina as well. The guy's going to be a, a bulldog that goes on and on and on all day long. So that one is out there. Now, Martinez is a lot cheaper in comparison to do. He's coming in at around about 400,000 coins on console at the moment. 90 rated and more importantly, John, two playstyle pluses. Again, the technical plus, great to have. The only unfortunate one is he's been given that flair plus trait, which to me is the most useless Playstyle plus in the game so that's a bit of a negative but if inter were to go the whole way in the competition he would get three play styles and inter doing very well in Syria. they look like they are of course to win the scudetto there so they are a team that has potential to go far in this tournament but again i just don't i don't massively like this card i think it's the lack of shooting traits is, is a big big one for me yeah, I totally agree. And again, to get those, like you were saying, three play styles and all those upgrades, you're talking about me, end of me. You're around the corner from team of the team of the season. So unless, unless you're an Inter fan, an Argentina fan, a Serie A uh, player that's 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 with your league and that's where you're basing your foot around. I just, I, I, sorry, I just don't see me doing it. I just don't see that many people doing it. Unless they're desperately putting somewhere to put their fodder, and then obviously it's cheaper than Tevez. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, with the eighty-three by ten returning um, as well this week, and of course eighty-two plus picks, uh, not picks packs. We'll, we'll rant about that in a second. Um, only an eighty-seven, an eighty-six squad, uh, an eighty-five, and an eighty-four as well. So reasonably cheap. I mean, the only reason it's up as high as it is is because eighty-sevens and eighty-sixes are so high. I think you could quite easily see this card dropping down significantly within the next couple of weeks. I mean, it is available for another 10 days. So this could be one that, like you said, maybe if you've got a bit of spare fodder, maybe you go and complete like an 85 or an 84 squad of it yeah, and then see where you are in 10 days. Would you rather do Martinez guaranteed 90 or would you rather do round about the same coins and go for another icon gamble? Uh, given my luck on... Given my luck on Icon Gambles this year, probably I'd take Martinez because I have had absolute stink. Look, I've had my usual blend of pretty good pack luck this year, but my Icon picks and packs have been utterly, utterly woeful. Um, I, I, I rinsed my club last night. My nephew, Caden, who's in the Discord, was round and my brother-in-law was round and we all did the Icon pack, or the Icon pick, and um, I got 88, 89 can't remember what it was. And the big one was Yashin, who's my third untradeable Yashin. 
Yeah, I got I got a big Lev as well, but I've got Casillas already. So, I mean, I might try him, you know, just because the hat. I'm sure the hat is OP. Uh, that, that's worth a starting place alone. I mean, absolutely. It's basically, the hat should be a playstyle plus. <laughs> absolutely. Cool, cool, coolness, 100%. Indeed, get the hat playstyle plus out. So, look, those two options are there. I've, I'm guilty of perhaps being a little overly negative on cards. And I, and I kind of said this when I was talking with Shaq about cards like Davies and Sauer and things like that. Is I, And I think it's, again, I think it's fantastic that a card like Tevez, a five-star, four-star, top, top player. He, I mean, this this card, John, is still a top 25, probably, attacker in the game. Yeah, you could even maybe push it up a little bit more. 5-7 mm. gives them that low consent of gravity. Do, do you know what? It's a great card. I just think sometimes it's relation to where your club is. Yeah. yeah. So with, like I said, Messi, Kenny, Charlton, Mbappe, it's not something I need to look at. Now, if I had absolutely zero luck, I only got the game at Christmas, got a little bit of coins, got some fodder, never got a team of the season. You know what? I haven't packed an Mbappe yet. It's definitely something you might look at. So everything's always relative to where you are. Yeah, it's that brutal 89 rated squad that really makes you feel the feel the pain on getting Tevez done because that is about 400,000 coins of the cost. Uh, but this card again, this is out for a long time as well. This is out till the you know early March, so you've got a long time to do it. We could easily see EA drop some more best of packs into uh, best of cards back into packs or something that drives fodder right back down again. So you know this card comes you know into that range, and you're building up a lot of high rated cards. Might be a, a different equation, but as of right now, I think I agree with you. It is a little bit too expensive. Uh, just rounding up some of the other content as well. We mentioned the 83 by 10 is back. Where were you over team of the year 83 by 10? We missed you. Um, unfortunately, the 82 plus upgrade is is here and it's not a pick. So that's a bit lame. For me, it's been an 82 simulator. John, I don't know if you've done many of them. No, because I don't actually have that much for done. And like you said, the way the pack weight seems to be since... Team of the, I can't want to say team of the year since team, aye, team of the year, I can't want to say team of the season. But since the pack weight seemed to drop, even now pack weight seems guff. I've not packed a special on any of my accounts since it, since it started, uh, and I, I just keep thinking, what's the point of doing eighty two? Because if I did it, I'd just put the pack in my club. Now I wouldn't even open it. Yeah, four rares, three commons to get this done, and as I said I've done it, uh, you know, a dozen or so times and got mostly eighty twos from it, but. It's somewhere else to recycle cards from off leagues. I would still advise people to go through the league SBCs ahead of going through this 82 plus. But again, I'm never, yeah, never, never upset about having more, more options and more menu grind. So it's uh, even though the pack weight still remains utterly, utterly miserable, but I'm going to do my best not to moan about that for the rest of the show. Look, we've got, we're going to be talking about what we are going to be doing with our teams going forward, how we approach the next sort of few months of the build up to team of the season. And we're going to be answering your questions in the mailbag. We've got some great ones in from all of you out there this week to get to. But before we do that, let's take a very quick break. You're listening to Foot in Review, proudly brought to you by footcoaching.com. Remember, you can help support this show directly and receive a host of benefits, including ad-free access to the show, exclusive merchandise, and access to our meetups, which this year is happening once again over in Crete. Simply sign up at patreon.com forward slash foot in review also if you have any feedback on the show please follow us on our socials at foot coaching anyway let's get on with the show right welcome back to foot in review part two i hope uh, the little ad break with my voice didn't do too much to put you off however if you want to skip the ad breaks entirely again 
one of our Patreon perks. So patreon.com forward slash foot and review. I said I wouldn't plug it again, but sorry, folks. I did lie slightly. Um, let's move on then, John. So team of the year is over. We're now at a point where uh, I, there are some people that have probably just put their controller down. They've moved on to a different game. They've said, I've had enough. There will be other people perhaps in your camp that have got some shiny new team of the years or they've got some SBCs they've completed done. And there'll be other people that are kind of just somewhere in the middle. What would be your number one tip now for people that, you know, are sitting there staring at the club saying, right, what do I do now? What are the kind of things that you're going to be looking forward to doing over these sort of next sort of two or three months before the next big milestone in this game, which will be team of the season? Breathing and relaxing. Um, if I can do such a thing with foot. Um, yeah, so I played on Thursday and grinded out my rivals' wins. Haven't played Friday, didn't play Saturday, didn't play Sunday, and only played on Monday because my friends came round. Um, and, and then it was on a couple of games on my account because we jump accounts. Um, and I just thought that was quite a nice relaxing because I think, I could be wrong, Dan, you'll keep me right here. Most people, even though John says you shouldn't, most people play for the rewards, right? So if the rewards are poor, in this case, they're a step down from what we've just had, there's not the same pressure to play or the same ambition to play. So I've just taken a wee step back down and what I'll do is I'll just pick myself back up. So it's a wee refresher, club stock, maybe log in, do a couple of ejectors, get some XP on the seasons, and then I will build myself back into that proper grind, champs, whatever. But the minute I'm just like, a few days, nice weekend away from it. It was just like, it was just nice. What's your plan? Yeah, I'm... I'm very, very glad that the FOMO factor is gone. I talked about this a little bit on the shows during Team of the Year, and it was certainly a feeling I felt during 2023's Team of the Year, where I was almost feeling just almost physically sick. And it sounds dramatic, but I was almost physically sick by just spending so much time hunched over my phone or on a keyboard or behind a controller, grinding upgrades, grinding upgrades. It would dominate my thoughts. And I'll freely admit this is not the most healthy behavior. And I'm not saying... Um, it's a good thing, but it was dominating my mind. It was like, I've got to try and find that way to get a blue. I've got to try and find my way to get that blue. And whilst I don't know whether it was the, as bad this year, I was still finding myself in every bit of free time on the phone, grinding a league upgrade. And I sat there just really hoping. And I'm just glad that that FOMO's on because I look at this promo. Yeah, there are some nice cards out there. I'd love a Rafael Leal, who wouldn't? But I, I'm not bothered by it. And that's just freed me up. And like you said, because I'm not, I'm not like, I need to get the best rewards, give myself the best chance of getting a team of the year card. I played weekend league and I just played without much pressure. I was, wasn't getting stressed and I got to 11 wins a lot easier than I had done in the past. I then hit the usual roadblock I get to where I couldn't get past 12, but that was very free. And I, I dipped into rivals and I've not really played a lot of rivals because I'm in a division that I don't feel I should be in. But I played a session yesterday in Div three and I don't know whether it's that a lot of people have stopped smurfing and, and sandbagging but I, the level of opponents wasn't that high and I got my seven wins without too much effort and the other thing if I, I freed myself up to do was and this is my big tip to everyone is I was trying different players because there are players that I've picked up over the last few months that I've never really given that much game time to um, players that I'd completed SBCs of just to complete them to, to burn through fodder players like Suka, Bobby Moore and I just thought do you know what I'm just going to give these these guys a go. I'll give them a bit of game time and see how they are. I experimented with different defensive combinations and it was just nice to just 
play the game just to play the game rather than to play for the rewards. So I absolutely get what you're saying in terms of for a lot of people, it's a great time to step back. But for me, it was a good time to sort of reset and play the game for the right reasons, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And when I mean step back for me, it's not I'm stopping. I'm just scaling back for a week, maybe two. But I'm still playing. But I'm just not focused on playing. But what you're doing is bringing some fun back in and just trying to go, never used this, never done that. doesn't matter if win or lose. I suppose it's Artyom or John it's a good time to tie a new tactic. There's loads of things like that you could do now that you wouldn't necessarily do where it's about, I need that 11 wins or 14 wins because I need the packs to get the blue that doesn't come anyway, which creates a disappointment. But that's all in the past. So yeah, now it's just a little bit of a, yeah. But there's loads of different ways to play the game at the minute because... And they're always probably what the next promo, which has been leaked, and we don't talk about leaks here, um, looks quite exciting. That'll bring the buzz back, the focus will come back. But is that, you know, you've got a week, maybe two weeks, where you can just try different things, do different things. Yeah, and there are things like Evos that have been bubbling away that were released over Team of the Year that's a good time to start doing. Um, I know lots of people didn't play as much because they were spending so much time on the menus or in competitive modes that they didn't have time to work on Evos. So it's a great time to catch up on some of those as well. And the menu content, as I mentioned earlier, I think is good again. Now that the 83x10 is out, it's a good chance to just restock that club. Yeah. Um, remember that the exchanges are still out as well. So if you're in a position where perhaps... You completely drained out all of your commons and your rares, and you but you have a couple of high-rated players. It might just be worth chucking them into the exchanges before they go away and just building up that little base. So if you can start doing things like marquee matchups again, um, these puzzles, the daily puzzle SBCs that we've got coming out as well for objects as well. So it is a great time just to and then just there's take that content. Sorry, Dan, sorry to interrupt. There's that no, go for where, it. Um, you can get kits and badges, yes. and those kits and badges give you more packs. Now, none of those packs are great in their own right, but like you were talking about, they might just put fodder back into your club for marquee matchups or for an SBC, etc., etc. So there's still plenty of content to keep you engaged. Yeah, that's all the FC Pro Live team kits and badges. I think you can, uh, if you wear one of the badges for a couple of games, you get a two rare gold pack. Um, it's, I, I don't think I'd be bothered to do it, John. No, I'm not um, doing it myself, <laughs> but I, I know my brother-in-law's grinding through it all and I'm like... Oh. Again, there's a good there's a good chance for you to restock fodder and things like that in 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 this game. So again, I can only approve of that. I mean, did you did you happen to watch any of the FC Pro Live finals? No, I didn't actually, um, and I wish I had because I'd watched some of the the previous rounds and I found it quite actually entertaining. But yeah, I think it, I can't remember what day it was. But yeah, I think I just had it, it on was the Saturday, background. wasn't it? Yeah. So no, I didn't play. F- and and it Saturday was movie night with a good lady and stuff like that. So no, yeah, I I, watch. I watched a lot of it. Uh, the big talking point was Anders Vergang, uh, who is fast becoming the, the the bad boy of the FIFA scene. He's a bit of a, a bit of a Ronnie O'Sullivan maverick type um, that snooker reference is probably going to go over the head of a lot of people here um <laughs> <laughs> but he is that or zlatan maybe kind of figure um love him or loathe him he's got supreme talent a lot of people not liking um some you know there, there was some, some toxic behavior from him but other people say well no that's box office that's what we need to get people viewing the game he lost in the very last minute to ph in so if he had that van der boomen card you were in luck he had long since gone into an sbc for me yeah. um, but yeah ggs to him and, and also I, I again i will have to give ea credit because yes a lot of it was rewards driven but 
I was watching a lot more than I thought because in years gone past, I would just put the tab on on mute or on as low as possible and just leave it. But I actually did find myself, I thought the studio presentation, I thought the presenting team did a really good job. Um, so again, I, I think it's the most, and I'm not saying I'm following it, each of these guys very closely, but they have put names on my radar now. And I yeah, think I, I, that I is think a good the, thing. I think the pro scenes from the, yeah, now different situation. I think the whole pro scenes messed up that, you know, if you didn't qualify, that's you done for pretty much a season. I think that's all wrong. There's not enough competitions to keep pros active. That's a different conversation. Probably one John could do with better than I can. But yeah, those games that I watched in the earlier rounds, quarterfinals, semifinals, they were really good. Nine minute halves, I think, was is good to watch. Maybe not good to play for concentration levels, but it's good to watch those length of games. And there was certain criteria where they have to play with a value of a squad or they had to play with an SBC player or they had to play with Ronaldinho. So, yeah, there's some things that be like, well, we'd all love to play with that. But it made that was the base. Then there was a creation around that. And I think that was actually really quite different. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, again, we, we can't, you know, I've just given them some credit, but I'm going to, you know, you know, we're fair, fair and foul where it's needed, John. They did have a couple of cock-ups this week. Uh, the first big one, and it's not really foot related, but it did impact a lot of people. Uh, the, pro clubs was effectively broken for three days this week to the point where they had to put a patch out, uh, sorry, an emergency maintenance window early today, Tuesday to fix it. Um, pro clubs just wasn't working full stop for three days. So to have an entire mode of your game out, for a few days is not a good look. It looks like it's been addressed now. Um, John might be able to talk a little bit more about that on yeah. Friday show. But the other one was they couldn't help but make another fudge up on a release of a player. You know, Chris was talking about the muck up with Nathan Teller on Friday, accidentally releasing 99 rated versions of his Evo. This time they released Matteo Guendouzi, of course, a firm foot favorite, an OP card from the past. He's now moved to Lazio. But apparently Lazio have moved from Italy to France, John. I know. It's, it, quality control is absolutely lacking. Now, I get it. How many players are in the database, right? Special cards, different versions, people do move clubs, etc., etc. But this game makes them billions of euros, dollars, pounds. It makes them billions in a year. I don't know what size of team they've got working on it. But in my job, right, if we made mistakes like that, I would be out of a job. Yeah, people heads would roll because customers look at you and expect a certain level of service. And and it's a really small thing, but it's a, another small thing on the list of thousands of small things. And it all comes down to quality control. Have you got one guy, two guys, ten guys? Who vets it? Who double vets it? Who's double? Who's checking the checker? It seems like nobody. And that just is really annoying from my point of view. Yeah, and and it seems to happen more with weekend content. It makes me think that a lot of the stuff is just scheduled. And like you say, maybe it's not checked. And I don't want to speculate too much about EA's business practice because I don't know. But what I do know is they made $1.7 billion in live service sales in the last quarter. So don't tell me you can't spend a hundred grand, 200 grand, you know, 200 grand will pay for, what, two or three very good quality control people. Don't tell me you can't afford it. It's it's corporate laziness and greed um, if you're not putting that. I don't, because I, I don't even want to blame the people out there putting the mistakes. Because like you said, for such a such a big company, they should have safeguards in place. Like everybody, make, every, all of us make mistakes in our 
in our jobs and our lives, you know, some more than others, but more often than not, there is someone there to say, oh, actually that is. And the fact these mistakes, it's also the fact these mistakes go on for seemingly I was going to say, you make a time. mistake in your job, somebody spots it, you put a plan in place to make sure that doesn't happen again. But with here, it happens again and again and again and again. It's like, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, we didn't mention it really during content, but there was a mini release as well out there. Gwendozi, one of those players out there. Um, other players were Garvidal from Manchester City. He's coming in around a million. Uh, Lucy Bronze from Barcelona. She's 320,000 coins as well. Uh, Wrighton from Chelsea Women. She is around 400,000 coins as well. So, I mean, some nice looking cards there, John. I mean, I would love uh, Lucy Bronze to have been a centre-back, although the, the five foot seven height, not idea there. Garvidal, we all know how good he is. But again, a million coins for a defender. Yeah. The, the prices of all these cards are just still so high. Yeah, I think that's, you know, 87 rated. Yeah, four star, four stars, brilliant. But he's high, high, high. So he'll step out potentially. Um, and obviously, you'll put, keep back, stay back on instructions. But there must be the upgrades that have been built into that. Because what would he go yeah. if they win at 90, 91? Yeah. Again, I don't know. I... Yeah, but the, the top cards in this game are just still too unobtainable. And, and Shaq talked about the aspiration, having players that are aspirational. And like, for most people, a million coins is going to be pretty much everything they have. And are you really going to want to try and grind away to get this card? I don't know. The market doesn't make a lot of sense to me at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense in that I know why prices are high. We've all talked about the reasons for it, but yeah. from a game point of view, it's not great. Going back, and it's just we should I should have touched on it earlier, but the road to the knockouts, I'm still bitter. And I will use the word bitter. I preferred the old one, but it was road to the finals from the start. And I still remember the Alonso card from Chelsea, the orange one. And he was, I did him at the start and they qualified and then they went through the group stages and so on. That car was, I think, 91, maybe 92 by the time we got to the final. We were still usable as team of the, the, the season came round. That's brilliant. Again, my bitterness is that was a great, you did something early and you saw it grow. Now it's like you can progress this one up to the group stage and then we'll reset and start again. And to me, that's just a money grab. Yeah, Sorry, and the, no, I agree. And, and the pack weight is poor. The, the counter argument would be that EA have actually given us, effectively given us all four free road to the final cards. They're amongst the worst ones, um, you know, the likes of Dix and Buscagli and Davin Neres. But... Three of those who already went into my icon SBC, they got me a duplicate, <laughs> yeah, sure. So unless you're a fan of that club player nation, realistically... Who else, realistically, Dan, who else is keeping those cards and hoping they upgrade? And even if it goes from an 86 to an 89, who's going to be using them over the other 89 or 991 that they've got in their club? And I would rather have them been in packs, John, because then at least you could have packed, you could have got yourself a handful of dicks in your packs. <laughs> Matron. <laughs> Don't know why you're laughing there. In your packs and then sold them for even at min price, 10, 11K each. Uh, as opposed so, to just having so, one. So yes, they're free. So that's great. There's content. There's something for you to do. It's clubbing. It's, but for me, I just simply saw them as it's fodder for an SBC rather than actually a card I want to use. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I, mean, I keep mentioning, but I mean, Dix plays for Kevin Hagen, who got Man City, so I, he's not going to move. I mean, look, is there a chance they get a draw in the first game? Anything is possible. So it could be an eighty-seven. But yeah. now, what um, would have been? Imagine that was a road to the finals player pick. Yes, it's your award. Wow, that would be a different. Now we'd all expect an eighty-five Dix, but what if you could have got a layout out of that as a gamble? Yeah. That's how they should do it, to get, get proper engagement rather than here is an 85 that, unless you're a Copenhagen, nobody wants. Yeah, agreed. Um, right, let's move into the mailbag then. Again, thank you to all of you who have submitted questions. Again, the best place to do so is the Discord. It is completely free now. Follow the link. It will be on the show notes. It's on our socials as well. So great to see as many of you you joining as possible um we're going to start with natalie's bottom uh, who says winning versus funning considering the fact that your team is wiped out every september isn't it more important to use players you like in real life to get maximum enjoyment out of the game i hate losing at anything everything scrabble poker who who, who murdered two on death in paradise it doesn't matter what it is i hate losing so yes i should go for fun but I will always go for the win. It's just the way I am. Apologies. Yeah, this is a question that I struggle with because one of my players at the moment in my starting lineup is Gareth McCleary. Uh, I've evolved his card to, I think he's 84, 85 rated at the moment. Um, Stats above that. But he's not, he's four-star, four-star. I could be playing somebody better in that position, but he's a former Reading player. And I love having that in my team. So I will sacrifice a little bit of skill level for that. And I get so much more satisfaction seeing his face pop up when he scores a goal. But I, I think that's a difference. It's, a, it's that balance. So you're not going full fun because you're not running a full mm. um, reading past and present full of evos and potential heroes and icons. I don't know if there are any icons. <laughs> right. George Best played for us once. I'll have <laughs> well, you, there you go. So yeah, get your bestie in there, right? But... But that's the proper fun, is trying to do it fully like that. I don't think you can. It's like um, Samuel that's in the, the Discord. He, uses a, he does use a couple of Saints players in his current 11 because they're evil, they're evil to the max. They're still, they're not meta-meta like Jürgen McCleary, but they're good enough to say, I can sacrifice this 90 rated for this yeah. evil and feel good about it. But you can you can't do that 11 times. Yeah, an in, an intriguing series to watch this year. I'm giving him the free publicity. Um, I've been watching the Pentas' uh, road to glory that he's built with this Arsenal Evo team. And Nep seems to have this cycle that he goes through. And he's admitted this cycle of good Evos come out and he can Evo these players and they feel like they're up with the power curve. And then they stagnate for a little bit. And he starts getting beaten by players who he knows he could be beating if he was using meta players. And that's where your argument comes in, John, because when you're losing games that you know you could be winning, it gets frustrating, especially because this game is just not designed to reward you through just gameplay. There are no bonuses ordinarily for goals. There are fewer rewards just for playing games. So you get the feeling of, great, I've just spent 20 minutes losing to somebody that I would have beaten if I'd just played Mbappe instead of McCleary, for example. So it's, it's a really tough one to balance. I can see both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so from that point of view, I'll probably go for the win. But don't get me wrong, if I could use a fun player, I would. But, you know, I'm sort of got to drop Doug Leash. But Doug Leash are messy. Uh, and this is where the, yeah, 
And this is where things like Tevez come back into play. Because if you were someone that watched Tevez, think I really love the way Tevez played. Um, he was a bulldog and I loved that about him. That's where you, if you're sort of in two minds about whether to do a player, that's where I think the whole fun thing comes into a point of view. It's like Saliba versus Paolo Maldini's icon card at the moment. Which one would you enjoy seeing more in your team? Saliba might be that little bit more meta, but do you Maldini have these emotions? Grew up with them. What a player! Ex- exactly, exactly this, and it's it's worth sacrificing perhaps that five to ten percent of metaness to get a bit of enjoyment out of your team. But at the same point, I think if you do go too far in that fun camp, just losing constantly or losing more than you win, unless you're someone that can absolutely sit there and say, "I don't care." About my results, in which case, yeah, definitely go for fun. But a or good, you're an uh, excellent player, or you're an absolutely, I mean, top, top yeah. notch level player. Oh, like Harry level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then you are running about with fun players because you know what? I can beat the majority of people with my. I'm just going to use Red Engler, well, your St Johnston team, John. I'm just going to go out there with our bronzes and spank people. You know what? Kudos me. to you. But the rest of us mortals. Yeah, I have my fun in squad battles with those players most of the time. My full, my full reading past and present is my uh, is my squad battles warriors. Um, moving on, speaking of good players, uh, Adam GGs, who got sixteen wins over the weekend. Well done, my friend. Yes. Uh, he says, "My question for the pod: What percentage of weekend league does the host think hits each rank? And would they think did would they say it's gotten harder to get their standard rank this year?" Uh, John, what would you say? I mean, yeah, what do you think? Where, where do people, most people finish? I'm going to say 11, but I've got no data to back that up. Um, but the second part of the question is, um, I've only played Weekend League half a dozen times this year, and I've the last four, I've hit nine wins quite comfortably. Nine was the best I ever got in the last FIFA, and that was playing it all the time. Um, so... I would I would have said this game is harder than the previous FIFA, but my champs results are the same. I'm in a higher rivals league this year than I was last year. Um but I've not got the composure or the focus to go to eleven. John Foot coaching will tell me that all the time. So I'm in play too many games, twenty in a go and I'm out. I get about nine wins. Um <clears throat> I think most people get more than that. Because you have to be a, le- a certain skill level to get in. Mm. So there's no total donkeys at this game if you're in champs. So I would say 11 is 11 to 14 is probably that good bracket. And then you've got the 6 to 9 and then 9 to 11. So if you want to go, I'm going to try and flip that. 9 to 14 is probably where everybody sits apart from the really good and the not so good. Yeah, look, I think if you're getting nine wins, I think you can consider yourself a good player. A good player, because if you think about the players that you end up beating on your way to get to nine wins or 11 wins or 14 wins. And again, everybody's situation is different. I'm not having to go at anybody that gets, whether you get one win or 20 wins, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me as long as you have fun. But there are players out there that you do sit there and think either they must be very, very young. Like, you know, because I started playing football games when I was, what, eight, nine years old? And at eight, nine years old, I wouldn't be getting 11 wins. You know, I was struggling to beat the computer at like whatever semi-pro level or whatever it was. So, but there will be kids that have managed to get through to weekend league to do that. There'll be other people that just aren't that good or people having bad weekends. I think if you're getting nine, I think nine, I would say is the average. I think if you're getting 11, good. I think if you're getting 14, 
Very good. And I think anything above that, the only reason we see so many people, John, and the people listening to this podcast, the only reason you will probably see a lot of people talking about 14, 16, 18, 20 wins is because we really follow the game. We, yes. we are really into this game. So our, our perception is warped because we're following accounts of, of content creators whose job it is to play this video game and whose followers are usually very, very into this game, people like myself and you. But I think if you looked at the most average punters, yeah, I would say probably nine wins is about average. Cool. I'll take that. Excellent. And that puts um, you a step above Dan, so good. Well, I, and that's what I would just say in the second part to Adam's question. I, for me personally, it has more often been harder to get to 11 than it was. Well, I consider myself a 14 win player by the end of FIFA 23, and I've only hit it, I think, once this year. So it's been harder for me. It just seems that when you do get into that positive ELO, four or five ELO territory for me, I'm facing a lot more. I look players up on footwiz. I'm facing a lot more verified players than I would have done last year. Yeah. And I just think that the player base has constricted. EA's, by EA's own announcement, they have sold less copies of this game. So there are going to be less players. So I do yeah. think it is a, a more uh, dedicated core. And, and I think ELO is also a big part of it. And it was just, mm. again, if I go back to Gorilla's stream that I was watching, I didn't see his last day. But he went 9-1 and one with the silver team, and then the ELO kicked in. And he did say to himself, once you start going to game 10 with a good ELO, it changes, and then he really struggled. Because, yes, he was beating great teams under, you know, up to 9-1. and one. He was facing those same great teams, but he was facing a better player. Yeah. And that becomes the challenge. Absolutely. So Elo will have a lot to do with it. Uh, and finishing off the mailbag today, this is from Homer. He says, do you guys think player instructions or game plans in general need a refresh? Apart from the odd change, like drop between centre-backs being removed and deep lane playmaker being added, there hasn't been much changed and pretty much everyone uses the same instructions. I find certain games boring, coming against the same formation and instructions. Also, should we get formation freedom, like in career or kickoff mode, where we can move the players to where we exactly want them. And before we get our thoughts on this, John, head of foot coaching, put his thoughts in this thread. He said, yes, but no to free movement. Used to be possible, but we were always able to break the game. Just my two cents, prefer it to be tunable with steady positions. I thought I'd read that out just because I don't have the perspective of FIFA when it was free movement. John, were you still playing the game around that time? No, if I was, I was playing um, just career type stuff. Yeah, I wasn't playing foot. Yeah. So with the way that this community finds ways to break things, um, I think I agree with John <laughs> on this one in that free movement, probably not possible. I could see some freakish things going on um, with people playing yeah, I, I, I don't think nine it's, at the back. Yeah, I don't think it's the player positions and the instructions that necessarily changed. It's those mechanics of... What does direct passing do? What does this, yeah. the, 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 the 44 depth versus the 45 depth do versus the 71, which creates the auto press and the, and the shuffle across the, the pitch? That's the stuff that needs change, not the stay back on your full back or balanced on a full back. That's that, they're small tweaks, yeah? Uh, getting behind, stay forward, stay central, drift wide. That's all on paper. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? It doesn't necessarily work, but on paper that makes sense. But this depth thing, and it's not a, it's not a defensive depth. It's an attacking, or it's not an attacking depth. It's a, no, that's the bit that needs tweaked and rejigged, re- rehashed, redone. But stay back, get forward, drift wide. That that stuff, that's fine. I would leave that. 
Yeah, and look, if you watch Inception's various gameplay breakdowns, um, Stalin used to do them as well. You know, pointing out the, the very broken things around attacking AI and things like that. Like you said, John, those are things that really need breaking down. I would love EA to take a team, either just take a year off from the game or just take a whole team and say, right, rebuild this engine, break down this code. Because as others have said, this code and this engine, it's just been had code built on top, on top, on top, on top, on top. And it's at the point where they can't change certain things because either they've lost the inherent knowledge of how that was built in the first place, or it would cause the rest of the stuff built on top of it to crumble. But I would love them to go away and fully sit there, to, you know, take the best bits from this and really recode it to make it a more attacking, free-flowing, open game. Um, but again, same reason I've talked about everything else. It's not going to happen because they don't have the competition and they don't want to spend the money doing it. And, and if they're making record money. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think, um, as Homer said, maybe just a little refresh of some roles and things like that. Maybe the best we can hope for, but I hope it's coming. I hope change change will be coming. I still, whilst I don't think it's a bad game, and I've enjoyed playing it, I'm not addicted to the gameplay of this of this game. And yeah, I do think it needs a a big old jolt in the arm. But look, I think that just about wraps up the show for this week. We did have a, a couple of player reviews submitted as well. Um, John submitted one from Maldini, but I think we've run out, just about run out of time. So I'm sure he will talk over that. Uh, sorry, Pele, not Maldini. I'm sure he will talk over that one on Friday show where they will have a new promo to talk about. Um, I'm sure most of you listeners, if you want to go find out what that promo is, you can go and find it. We, we won't leak it here, but uh, it's pretty much common knowledge what is going to be coming next. They will discuss all through that. Uh, John, is there anything you wanted to add in before we finished up? No, I would just say um, enjoy your FIFA Ultimate Team or EA Sports. I'll still call it FIFA or EA Sports oh, yeah. FC. Just uh, enjoy it. Be that focus on the grind for your eighty three tens or some gameplay changes or tweaks. Take a, take one weekend off. Watch a bit of telly. Whatever it is you do, just enjoy it and remember it's just a game. Indeed, indeed. Don't be worried that you haven't got that blue. Don't be worried if you're facing the players with the with God squads and whatnot. You can just do what you got to do. Nobody is going to judge you. Uh, whether you're getting four wins, eight wins, 12 wins, 16 wins. It's a message I need to keep telling myself, but you're only playing the game for you and for your own enjoyment. So have you do that, please go out and do it. Um, as mentioned, plenty of ways to support the show. Leave us those five-star reviews. Again, you can watch this as a video show. Uh, I've got a slightly different backdrop today as so I've been exiled from the study. Um, <laughs> but also, you can listen to us wherever you listen to the show. Thank you for those of you who continue to support us via Patreon and great to see again all those new faces in the discord the link will be up to join us in the meantime only one thing left for us to do john drop it we're going to drop it you